What's going on, family? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What They Never Told Us. I am your host with the most, Russell the Fourth. I'm Brandy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You ain't like my little. Uh, I didn't like the host of Beetlejuice. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put on. It's you can tell by my layers. It's officially fall in Michigan. The weather has changed, which means a few things. Layers are back. Pumpkin spices on everything. Oh Lord. <laughs> and we under the weather. Yeah. <laughs> we all been sick. It's Man. Been a mess. <laughs> Me and Brandy been holed up for days, like trying to overcome this. Yeah. Luckily, I'm up. on the upswing. I'm feeling good. I just have a little, slight little cough left. I think I was a couple of days ahead of you and yeah. on the sickness curve. So where I was two or three days ago, you are just now entering. I didn't get as bad as you, though. Yeah. No, I, I didn't had, get like, body aches and chills and all that. It was a mess. Right now, I'm just really cold, and this nose won't stop. Like, it's it's nasty. Well, hopefully, it will hold off while we finish the pie so you're not. If y'all see me slide off camera and, wiping you, your nose. and you hear <laughs> in the background, y'all know what's going it's not on. Mr. Ed. He is just blowing his nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. So, that's what we're dealing with here. So, hey. We'll try to keep the energy up for y'all. I got you. I'm gonna fake it till I make it. <laughs> that part. It's been um, it's been an eventful two days. We went vi- live last night, mm-hmm. um, and we were discussing our episode number four, four which was non-negotiables, reliving our old DeJohn Singleton moment. That was fun. <laughs> uh, so it's good to pop in with y'all. If and you haven't checked that out, go back and get yourself a good little laugh. Listen part. to the first 10 minutes at least, and <laughs> I promise you'll enjoy yourself. It's good to be back potting today. Um, today we are discussing breakups right breakups (laughs) how are you with breakups like how do you handle those i handle breakups like a g i'm gonna tell you let me just let me just come out here and state that um i don't think it's good for people who are emotional but for my facts people out there um yeah i be like bye see you later i always tell my friend like one monkey don't stop no show he gone i'm over it whatever i do um tend to get over relationships very quickly. I think it's cap. No, it's not really. I do get over it because, okay, so ladies, you will understand this. I think that girls, we break up in our head long before we actually break up with somebody. Um, and besides my divorce, um, I've never been broken up with. I mean, you say that you always broke up when we were together back in high I'm, school. I'm not. I'm under no disillusion <laughs> that I was the one. I might have been the one that said, hey, let's take some time <laughs> apart. But you definitely the only reason I said that is because you definitely weren't in a relationship anymore. <laughs> I was yeah. walking you home from school. And I'm like, something's different. You're quiet. <laughs> Let me go ahead and write this letter. <laughs> so I think I think that is very much at least I've seen it in a lot of women like we emotionally check out long before we actually end a relationship. So for me, I've already like in my head, I've already accepted the fact that this is over. So when it actually happens, no, I'm not sulking. And, you know, I've, I've expressed that already through like my disdain for you and our relationship. So now when it's over, I'm like, "Mm, deuces. So you never had a relationship that ended when you didn't want it to end. So again, I said the only time was when my marriage ended. So I was not the one who elected to go through divorce. Okay. And for me, 
Um, so I how did you handle I, that? I still don't think I, t- I handled it like a typical breakup in the fact that I didn't cry. It took me like over a year to cry um, for, for my divorce. Like um, I handled it in very unhealthy ways. I spent a lot of money. I took my kids on a lot of trips. I indulged myself. We got a dog. Um, <laughs> so this is what I mean. I I don't think you handle it like a G. It was like a G. I think like on anybody I, on the outside looking in would have been like, oh, she good. I think, I think it's, for me, I'd rather go through my emotions right in the beginning and then move on. Rather than have a prolonged side effect where like it's a preference. It's uh, a preference, you know, like <laughs> I'd rather give me a good hard couple hard cries out over the next year or so. But see to me, like I don't I although I do believe that the spending money and the trips and the extravagant gifts were a side effect of something that I was not acknowledging, and that was the fact that I was sad that my marriage had ended. Mm. Um However, it did help me process because I was out doing things that I actually really enjoy. And I I wasn't in the house sulking. I wasn't like mourning this loss. And then I think ultimately for this this breakup, I ended up finding God in this situation. So then once that happened, the true healing that I needed to get over that situation took place. So there wasn't really except for one time when I cried that moment of like release like this is over I'm mourning this situation and now I'm moving on um I do know that some of the things that I did were just like unhealthy ways of overlooking and it would have been helpful for me to just say look you're hurt but I didn't have anybody to talk to so Mm. it was like I'm gonna deal with it the best way I know how and that's what I did. That's all we all can do is just deal with it the best way we know how. For me, I've I've never let me make sure I'm like processing this before I say <laughs> I can't recall being broke up with. I don't think I've ever been broke up with. Besides me, because you said that like Nah, I don't even count that. <laughs> well, See, well, you can't with have that, it both ways. With that, I've always had the at least like in my mind I processed it as this is something I chose to do. Oh, okay. She's acting funny. I'm not happy. I'm breaking up with her. Oh, okay. So I've always had that. I never went through a process like, oh, she's not talking to me. Like, it never was that. It was just like, yeah, man, she being weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm break up with her. But I've always had that in my mind Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. I chose this. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? You tricked yourself into believing that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really really did. And it wasn't until about the third time of our high school love affair that I was like, this is a pattern. <laughs> she's doing that thing again where she's getting real quiet. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember intentionally doing that. But again, I think that that is a common thing for women. Like we just break up in our head. And so it comes out. Um, Men do the same in thing. Our, in our relationship where it's just like, Men I'm do the same you. thing. Like, Men do the same thing. And I don't know if it's like a hope that it'll get better, but. Yeah, I did. I definitely emotionally checked out back then. But you were saying you. Um, the one thing that I can associate to uh, that much like you was my divorce. Mm-hmm. So even though I chose that, mm-hmm. even though I was the one that made ultimately made that decision, I still went through a heavy period of mourning because there was so much more that um, that ended with my relationship. Yes. Okay? For sure. There was. 
uh, man, my children, like I'm, I'm a dad, dad, Mm -hmm. me not living with my kids, waking up to them every day was a huge thing I had to mourn. Mm -hmm. Um, me just uh, like coming to cope with life outside of marriage. Yeah. You know, like you don't really think about what it's like of just doing life with somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's me and this person, Mm -hmm. regardless of what happens, I'm not in it alone. Mm -hmm. So then when you start going through situations and you're like, man, there's nobody to call on right now. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nobody to talk to about it. Like, I am i don't know where I'm going to get the money for this bill. Mm-hmm. And it's just me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that, um, it's that period where you're just adjusting to life outside of that. And I'm a man of faith. Like, I took no joy and pride in the breaking of that covenant. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. when I made those vows, I was serious about it. So I f- ultimately felt like I failed. Yeah. Right. So I was wrestling with all of that. So there was emotion with that. There was, uh, man, I thank God I had people in my circle I could talk to that saw me cry more than I'm (laughs) willing to admit. Um, There was times where I didn't know why I was upset and would just have emotional outbursts. Like Mm -hmm. I remember I was on my way to work one day and I just felt overwhelmed. I started breathing heavy and I pulled over on 127 and just and just started crying called my job so I was, I was going to be late. Thought I did a good job of cleaning up and went to work and my you know my supervisor was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." He was like, "Come here." Pulled me to the side. I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" He was like, "Are you good?" Broke down. He sent me home for the day. Like <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess I'm not as good at covering up my emotions as most people, but um as much as I pride myself on being in tune with my emotions, that was a journey an mm-hmm. ongoing journey mm-hmm. of healing mm-hmm. it wasn't like five months of just when yeah. and yeah. move on you know it was yeah. a it was a process i can tell you that um when i hear people so just like you just re um reliving your story and i hear other people when you know inevitably because we are here and we talk about divorce people come to us for advice and they're telling us like the things that they're going through um i do wish sometimes that i had a period where i just really sat in the feeling of a breakup yeah um i think you said one time before on the podcast that um a breakup should mean a level up right yeah and for me, as far as relationships, um, when I when that situation broke, I kind of went the opposite direction is I didn't want to learn anything from that. I just was over relationships. Mm. So um, the level up didn't happen so much longer. And I think when you came was when I realized, OK, there are some things that I need to change about the way I handle relationships, where if I would have dealt with the pain and the frustration and everything else at the time that it happened, I think I would have been much further along mm. than when you came. So I do think that there are still um, issues that come up between us. And I have to be like, you know what? I think I said this before that happened in my marriage. I did that. And I probably shouldn't do that again because now I think I'm in a relationship. I know that I'm in a relationship with somebody who articulates, Hey, when you do that, it makes me feel this Mm. before I didn't have that opportunity to learn that. So um, maybe reactions that were happening to my behavior, I just saw it as like, you know, shutting down or mm. um, not acknowledging my feelings or whatever. When yeah. when in actuality, it was him reacting to an hurt, a hurt that I was causing. Mm. But because he didn't articulate that to me, it just came. You know, off it as, just came off as maybe like disinterest or whatever. Mm. So um, that's insightful. 
Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, I do sometimes wish that there was just a point of sincere mourning. I do, however, recognize the type of person that I am. And I've never I've never been that like there, yeah. I've I've been through very traumatic situations and it's never I've never been the person to like sit in it and just feel it. I think you've always had to have your dukes up. Especially in the area of relationships. Oh, 100%. So you definitely come in first, like, hey, what's up? Oh, shit, I don't care. Like, you, that's your posture a lot of times. You know I'm what a I tough mean? Girl. You're a tough girl. You're a tough girl. And I think we talk a lot about the areas in which we balance each other out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the ways that we balance each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I kind of push you to be in tune with your emotions Uh and pay more attention to those things. And I think you help me create better boundaries around my emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, even though most of the time when the relationship ends, I'm the person that's like, I still go through this sadness because number one, I've learned in my adult life in my adult age that I have a tendency to people please. Mm -hmm. So I'm hurting because I hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, I've always been this good guy. Mm -hmm. This is how I perceive myself. Mm -hmm. I'm the good dude, right? I'm the one that, you know, I care for you. I do. Like, that's how I see myself. And I take pride in the fact that people see me like that. Mm -hmm. So when I evaluate this isn't what I want Mm -hmm. or I evaluate this isn't what I need or I don't see this long term, there's no, I can communicate it, and we were just kind of talking about this. I can communicate it as nice as I want to. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if it's not what they want, it's still going to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Even if long term, they know, like, you know what? That isn't, that wasn't right. Or this, this that wasn't a good fit. Yeah. In the moment, <laughs> I'm hurting them. Yeah. So then I found myself giving myself access to people way longer than what I should have because I think it's my job to walk them through this hurt. Through the breakup. I'm friends with all of my exes. Yeah. I don't have one ex that ended on bad terms for two reasons. I think I articulate well, Mm -hmm. right? So even when I'm explaining my position, I I know how to explain it in a way that you know it's not because I see any insufficiency with you Mm -hmm. it's just clearly like what i want for my life in ways that we not whatever it whatever it may be i articulate it well so you know i'm not i'm not trying to hurt you Mm -hmm. it still hurts yeah but it's just that piece of me that wants to be everything for everybody Mm -hmm. which is just Mm -hmm. an impossible standard for anyone to Mm -hmm. set up for themselves Mm -hmm. that i end up being in situations way longer than i should and also prolonging a process that should be a lot quicker because yeah. whereas once i severed once a relationship is severed where most people would just be like okay let's figure out life outside of this relationship now i'm still here mm-hmm. and you don't even know how to properly move on because i'm still giving you that emotional support yeah that you really should be getting from other places where you should be learning how to cope for yourself now i'm sitting here like well how are you feeling today and you know i think i recognize that um when we kind of went quote unquote public with our relationship, 
um, you had exes from the wazoo. Like, you in a relationship? You going to post her on Facebook? You going to do this? You going to do that? And I'm like, why are they coming? You I always understand. <laughs> this is so weird. This is the I second episode in a row. What is happening? I don't care. We're going to keep it real with these people. Lord. I no, we're not, not. I did not understand where that was coming from. Like, because for me, on the other end, when I break up with you or when we break up, whatever's going to happen, like... It is not even if we were friends before, it is almost nearly impossible for me to go backwards and go back to that. Yeah. So I am never I'm cordial with all of my exes. There's not anybody that I have ended where I'm just like, we don't speak at all and I hate you or anything like that. Yeah. But there is no way in which if they had feelings about me moving on, they would even feel comfortable with the space to come to me and say that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Again, I I know clearly now where that comes from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to something we've talked about on this platform before <clears throat> about how in the beginning of a relationship, whereas you should be collecting data and truly assessing where this is going, is it good for you? I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. I was going straight into attachments, right? Yeah. So I'm going to, since we're just getting into the habit of just really putting myself out there, not <laughs> ourselves, just me out there. I'm going to fully walk in that. And this is for healing purposes, yeah. right? Um, when I, so I'm going to, I'm going to walk through this, this uh, timeline here mm-hmm. just so you know where this comes from. Okay. So when I separated from my wife um, in 2016, when I left the house, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was fully done. Yeah. I left the marriage, right? Yeah. Um, not only that, who I was as a person was a misnomer because mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was outside of a husband mm-hmm. as a, a minister, right? Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. in my context of religion at the time, how you a minister if you can't even run your household? Right. <laughs> How you preach in God faith, yeah. he can do anything, and the evidence is not present in your relationship. I don't want to interrupt your story, but I think that's such a bad stigma that we put on people that you have to be perfect in order to preach. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, it wasn't so much that I had to be perfect, but I serve a perfect God mm-hmm. that I'm preaching to other people. Mm-hmm. And I did not know how to be that person mm-hmm. in this area and stage yeah. of my life. Mm-hmm. So I abandoned all of that. I ran completely away from all of that. I wasn't in nobody's church. I wasn't in nobody's pulpit. I didn't, like, I was uncomfortable if you called me Minister Davis. Mm -hmm. I started finding joy in not having that pressure Mm -hmm. and just living life. And in that stage, I immediately started developing relationships that were, um, that served a purpose in my life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them were codependent relationships where um, in a space where I didn't have a strong identity of who I was, mm-hmm. I found identity in just being a good person for this woman. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It helped fulfill some of the things that you were missing. Yeah. yeah. And, and now there's somebody who, and even though like I went through this divorce, it wasn't the... Typical divorce. We never argued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We never had this contentious, like, anger that never was present. So, in all intents and purposes, I'm really hurting somebody 
that I love and care for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now this belief system I have about myself where I'm a good person, my ego's damaged because I don't even know what to think of myself. Like mm-hmm. I've always held myself as this good person, but I'm, I feel like I'm doing a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now I have this person who I can serve in this capacity and it's building up that belief system about myself. See, I am a good person. You know what I mean? I, I do. And now like, yeah, now they're, they're serving me in the purpose of like, see, I know I'm a good person. See, I know I deserve affection. I deserve love. I deserve these things. And they're giving it to me. That misleading self-talk. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm developing relationships from a place of brokenness. Yes. Which doesn't even allow me to assess situations from a clear place and say, okay, is this healthy? Right. Is this sustainable Mm long-term? And on top of that, I'm still legally married. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And it just, it it's this pattern that I found myself in where I'm looking for relationships to serve me from a place of completing me yeah. and completing my idea of self yeah. versus stepping into a relationship with the full understanding of who I am. Yeah. And I when that. I understand who I am, I understand what I need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So... Yeah, that's that's where that pattern came from. And when you're trying to sever relationships that serve you in an unhealthy way, mm-hmm. you can't end it health in a healthy in way. In a healthy way, yeah. It's, it's Absolutely. impossible. Absolutely. It's impossible. I think that you touched on a few amazing points that I just kind of want to circle back to in your story and pull out. And I hope you don't mind batting my eyes. <laughs> um, so by the time we reconnected, yeah, your scenario was much of the same. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that it serves to say as we're, lining out the timeline that when Russell and I met, he was not officially divorced. You were what? Five years separated. Going on five years without um, separation. Yeah. And I think that, and I'm, I'm not trying to take credit for it at all, but I was kind of pushing you to see how your ex felt in the situation. Yeah. Um, because it, like you said, in your mind, it was completely over. Yeah. Um, there was no turning back, but because Things weren't finalized. There was a there's a door left open. And I think that's what I see um, as a pattern. And I think that it's hard for you to see it in someone else when you don't feel it your way. So when you're completely done with a situation, you feel like you can interact with that person completely as friends and free in a relationship. But if they are not there. Yeah. um, It it leaves room for them to feel like there's still opportunity for y'all to reconcile and get back together. And I think that's what I saw when we came out as being in a relationship and um, people from your past felt a way about it. I think that there were incomplete feelings on their end, complete feelings on your end, but because there's still this open air of communication when I'm going through something, I know I can call you when I see you. I know we're going to kiki and, t- and chop it up and talk. And it feels like there's still a chance. Yeah. It feels like there's still a chance. Mm-hmm. Then seeing you move on was like almost a slap in the face. Right. Yeah. Because they still felt this fluidness in your relationship. Um, 
I'm wondering if we talk about breakups, I offer an opportunity for a level up. If you were to break up with someone again, i.e. that someone would probably be me. Mm. Um, <laughs> what's one thing that you would do differently? Um, it's it's a, a dynamic that I learned in this relationship. Um, truth doesn't damage a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, truth only exists in spaces that are secure. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they expose a relationship. So I'm sure that before I even said that, that I would have had many a conversation about an issue that already exists Mm -hmm. that we've tried to work on and are both well aware that it is not working. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine just kind of like, hey, look, it's Tuesday (laughs) and I woke up and nah, it would be something that we're aware of because we've communicated about and both well aware of where we're at. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm the one who decides like I can't do this, it wouldn't be out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. which in the past it was. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of silence, suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. I would communicate it. But if you didn't respond or reciprocate in the way that I thought you should, I go back into silence with a little bit now more passive aggressiveness Mm -hmm. and complete shutdown because you're not giving me what I need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think now I would just communicate it and bring it to much understanding as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm still a big proponent of um, ending in love, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think we see that enough. Um, I don't think I've done it correctly in the past because I think ending in love means you still have access, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's always possible, but. Um, I, I, I want the situation to end with an understanding of what, how we served each other and mm-hmm. what value we brought to each other's lives mm-hmm. and an understanding of why you can't move forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would try to do it. But I think ultimately the key is once you evaluate that this isn't what you need and it's no longer serving you in a healthy way, making the decision for yourself that I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I need to communicate that. I don't think we do that. I think we're unhappy and we get used to functioning in the unhappiness. In yeah. the unhappiness. Yeah. So now we're in a situation that is violent, sometimes physically, mm-hmm. but oftentimes more so emotionally. Yes. We're saying hurtful things. Because we're in a relationship that's ended, but we're still present. Yeah. So now, now I'm speaking to you in a way that's in a way that I would never speak to somebody I love. Mm-hmm. Because there's really no relationship here. Mm-hmm. It's an attachment. And those are two different things. Yeah. There's, you I know think, what I mean? Yes. I, I, so I think for most people, once you say that you love someone, it means a certain level of commitment to that person. Right. And once... It's, it's almost like love is a contract. Mm. And so once I say I love you, I've entered into this contract with you that means certain things. So as a relationship progresses, I think it's just natural until you find that one one that, you know, things will change and start to fall apart. But we think because we love them and we're in this love contract with mm. them that we can't break it. 
Mm, and I think that what I learned is that loving someone is more than just that contract. Like yeah. it is a commitment to really love them, choose them every single day. And sometimes the choice changes and that's okay. It is okay to not love someone or want to, or love, still love them, but not want to be in a relationship with them. It, especially if it's unhealthy, especially if it's uh, you're breeding in toxicity and maybe there are children involved who are now witnessing this toxicity. Um, just because you sign this love contract with someone doesn't mean you're obligated to stay. And I think what happens a lot of time is people realize this is not it for me, but they feel stuck because they've signed this love contract. You know what I heard when you were talking? I heard you can feel all the right things for somebody and still do relationships in the wrong way. Oh, a hundred percent. And sometimes we use love as this magical fleeting feeling mm-hmm. that just um it means butterflies. It means and- butterflies <laughs> and it means that I I can't I can't leave because mm-hmm. I love this person. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you can leave because you love them. <laughs> you can love you somebody and still not get what you need to live life with them. A hundred percent. You can love 100%. somebody and still not get what you need to live life with them. So in those situations, when you evaluate, man, I love this person, but I need to be touched. Mm-hmm. This is how I receive love. I feel lonely in this relationship. I'm with this person every day, but I feel alone because the one way I want to receive love, they don't have the capacity to give love to me in the way that I need it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in this dynamic where I feel things. I love them. I care for them. I don't want to hurt them. So I'm going to stay here, but I'm unhappy. So fast forward four months later, there's someone who gives me the one thing that I'm missing And I can't help but fall into this dynamic. I'm drawn. I'm attracted Mm -hmm. to this person. I'm still in relationship. Mm -hmm. But there's something over here that's serving me in a way that this relationship isn't. But we think love is, I don't want to hurt this person. Yeah, 100%. Now we end up being unfaithful. Mm -hmm. That's the contract part of it. It's not a contract. Yes. (laughs) Marriage. Marriage is. Yes. Yes. And I'm not we're not speaking about marriages. We're speaking about relationships that have not gone mm-hmm. into marriage. Mm-hmm. Because once you're married, in our context, that means something completely different. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a different level of commitment there. There's certain things that you would endure in a marriage that you wouldn't if maybe it was just a girlfriend or boyfriend in our context. And I think that stopping right there is a good place to say that like you just it's the reason why we don't just get married to anybody, right? It is the reason why you need to be so careful and so critical about who you choose to marry because once you do make that step, that covenant that you enter into is so serious. It is that contract now. It's yeah. a contract between you and that person and in the Christian world, you and God. So once you do that, like he said, I hate to use the word endure, but there are certain things that you have to try to work through. Yeah. Um, before just, you know, being like, oh, I don't like this person anymore and I'm done. Um, we both found out that, you know, I don't think 
I think we got married with the right ideas before the wrong reasons. Oh yeah. Um, you know, in my situation, I had had a child and it felt like the natural progression of this long-term relationship was to get married. It was the right idea, but I was getting married for the wrong reasons. I wasn't getting married because I'm, this is the person that I really believe that I'm in, I'm, I was meant to spend the rest of my life with, because if I'm honest, I didn't even think I took time to evaluate that. Yeah. It was just, this is who I'm in a relationship with. It seems like we should get married. So we got married mm. knowing what I know now, I would have taken that relationship through this, this test, this trial, right. To say when I need this, is he able to provide that? Yeah. When he needs this, am I able to provide that? Mm. And I think if I would have evaluated our relationship in that context, I would have known we, we probably shouldn't get married, at least not at that time. Yeah. Um, but I, again, when we go back to just like these dating relationships, you said you hit the nail right on the head when you said you feel like because you love them, you can't hurt them. Mm. And I think that we also confuse hurting some doing what's right for me as hurting somebody else. Sometimes doing what's right for you will hurt other people. Right. But it, it almost I mean, in every situation, you should definitely care for someone as just as much as you care for yourself. But if you are staying to please someone at the detriment of yourself. Yeah. You're not doing anyone a service because of the hard way. Yeah. Eventually you're hurt and you're going to end up hurting that person more than if you were just be honest and be like, you know what? You don't have the tools to love me in the way that I need to be loved. And that's not a downer to you. Yeah. It's just that who we are as two separate people trying to join together is not meshing in the way that it needs to. Yeah. And we need to break up. But because you're so worried about hurting someone's feelings, you won't do that. And I think that's where we we get messed up and then we get stuck in these situations. And then you end up progressing to things like marriage when you've already recognized long ago, this person does not possess the things that I need. But because we're here <laughs> yeah, and the relationship is still progressing, now we're married and now we're stuck. That's, that was me. <laughs> you just summed up my whole, my whole scenario. Similar to you. I just, that was the period of life I was in, in my mind, this is the natural next step. Mm -hmm. I've been dating this person for eight years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this is what you're supposed to do. They've got a ton of great qualities, but I had already evaluated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is something I need. I don't get in this dynamic. I brought it up maybe twice in the relationship mm -hmm. and it was just like, you know, that's just not me. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. I can live with that. Until you had to live with it. Under the hopes that it would change though. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe that doesn't exist in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Number one, Marriage does not change a person. It does not change who a person is. Sometimes we think that it's a fix for a problem. Yes. We'll get married and it will solve this problem. Yes. If they were a husband, they wouldn't talk to me like that. If they were my husband, no. <laughs> no. Who they are is who they are. And they'll be that person with a ring on their finger. Mm. Come home to you mm. every night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I hope that marriage would help us cross 
into a space, a level of intimacy, a level of intimacy mm-hmm. that we hadn't had yet. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're Christians. Mm-hmm. We weren't, you know, in my mind, that was a barrier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's only because we're not married. Mm-hmm. Once we're married, it opens up this whole new world. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't a sex issue because mm-hmm. that's really the only thing that, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> in our context, that marriage would have fixed. It's like, now we can have sex. But intimacy isn't just sex. It's not. It was a closeness that we just didn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, holding hands. You know what I'm saying? Kisses were different. Mm-hmm. So... Am I being? Told, am I telling too much of my business? You, I need you to give me like cues, like okay. when I'm going too far. Okay. Am I doing too much? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hold me down. Um, so when we got to this space, right, where we get married, mm-hmm. and now intimacy is okay, mm-hmm. or at least sex is okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Then you realize, oh, it's bigger than sex. Yeah. Something missing here. Mm-hmm. It's cool. We here now, <laughs> and I silenced that need and that want, and now six years later, it's like something that once was just an observation mm-hmm. is now starvation. Yeah. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what is happening here? I think that so one thing that time does is it can make something better or it can make something worse yeah so um i am guilty of thinking that time heals all wounds people say that that is not true Mm -mm. at least in my experience if you have a different experience when we go live please tell us about it but to me time does not heal all wounds time can make things better if there are two people working to make it better and it may not happen instantly but if we continue to work and we're both committed over time we can get better but time can also make things worse so if i recognize that there is something that is missing and i think that over time he he just needs to feel closer to me we i just need to have his baby I just need to show him that I'm down for him and I ain't never going to leave him. And then this thing will happen. Then he'll stop talking to other girls. Then he'll stop um, uh, watching porn or then he'll start, Mm. stop doing this, that, and the other. It is not the truth. You know, time without the effort and the work will just take this little bitty dent and turn it into a big old hole. Now I've fallen into the hole with you. Yeah. And we're both stuck looking up, trying to figure out how do we get out of it? I think we need to stop misconstruing healing for getting used to pain. Mm, mm-hmm. Cause there's a difference. Like time doesn't heal. It makes you adjust. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So if I seriously injure my leg, if I don't go through the proper steps to heal mm-hmm. the injury, mm-hmm. I might get used to it. I might learn how to adjust my it. life yeah. to cater to my injury. Mm-hmm. I might adjust where I shift my weight. The injury is still the there. The injury is still there. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's becoming worse because I have intended to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in relationships. And you know what also ignoring that injury does? It debilitates other parts of your body. Say debilitate again. Debilitates That's other so parts attractive. of your body. So now <laughs> the limp that you have in your right leg is causing your left leg to work more. Now your left leg is more fatigued. Oh, you spin. Now my hip's starting to hurt, right? Oh, my so God. So in a relationship, this one little thing 
has now turned in. Now, every time it's mentioned, we argue. And then every time we argue, we stop talking to each other. And then every time we stop talking to each other, you go talk to somebody else. Or I know that when we when I bring this up, we argue. Mm -hmm. So instead of bringing it up, I'm I'm silent. Ignore it. Yeah. I'm putting I'm shifting my weight Mm -hmm. internally. Mm -hmm. So now I'm growing resentful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're just shifting the injury. Yeah. Oh, you spitting. You're causing heart hurt now. Yeah. Uh, children are yeah. being hurt. Man. Like it takes a it takes a mature person to recognize this situation is not serving me. And if we're not going to work through it, we just need to end it. Yeah. Um, I think we said on episode four that neither one of us are proponents for divorce. We've been through it. It sucks. It's ghetto. It is the slum. You'll never hear us. You'll never hear us push for that because ultimately, like Brandy says all the time, that's something ultimately you have to decide for yourself. Yes. And I would say that it should be a A last resort, a last resort. You know what I mean? An extreme last resort. Um, It's heavy. And even though it's something we chose and ultimately came out on the other side of the 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 lasting effects of that yes. are still things we're still, still trying present. to resolve. I still have to look at my children and evaluate how did this affect you? Mm-hmm. How how does this dynamic? How are you? How how is this going to affect you as an adult? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. those are still things I process the way all the you time. Look at relationships, but if you're not married, your future in relationships is extremely predicated upon what you allow in this season of your life. Mm -hmm, If mm -hmm. you're unhappy now and you do not have the tools with that person to fix that issue, getting married isn't going to fix it. You deserve more than to choose a life that is less than God's intended end for your life. You know what I'm I'm trying to say? I do. And I think that some of that boils down to settling. Yeah. So, um, we often feel like because they check boxes in this whole row, right? Yeah. This other row that I need, I'm just going to ignore it because they don't check the boxes in there, but they fulfill some things that I need. I can tell you from experience, you're not going to ever find the perfect person. That's a lie. But you. <laughs> Come on. Stop. You can find somebody that is perfect for you, <laughs> right? And I think that it behooves us to not settle for just some things when the things that we also know are important to us are being neglected. Yeah. And um, whether you're in a long-term dating relationship or whether you're in a marriage, like I think that if you've come to a point where you're realizing that a relationship is not serving you, it does you no good to ignore that part. You have to address it. And address it does not mean get a divorce. Yeah. That's not what that means. Um again, it's like it's like when you get people who have the idea that when you get pregnant the the solution is get an abortion. Yeah. No, there are things you could have done to prevent the pregnancy. Yeah. Same with marriage and divorce. Like there are things that you could have done before you got married to prevent now being married and and figuring out this isn't the person that I was meant to spend the rest of my life with. So my encouragement in this is just to people who are dating, who, who are thinking about getting married. Maybe you're even engaged. Do a real deep evaluation of who you are 
who you are in a relationship, what you bring and what you offer and offer the space for your partner to do the same thing. Come together and decide together if this is something that you really want to do. Because once you are in it, it gets real. And there's nothing worse (laughs) than feeling like you're stuck with somebody. Lord Jesus. Like when you feel like you're in a relationship that you're just stuck in. Say it again. That is, it's the worst feeling. It is. It's the worst feeling. Especially when it was something at one point that you evaluated was like, this is all I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you're in it and you don't even know how to get out. Yeah. You feel stuck. Mm -hmm. That is never the move. Mm -hmm. It is never the move. And it just to be honest, it just really sucks. It does. Like, it does. like, <laughs> like uh, I don't want to say that because then this, uh, yeah, no. Nope. Nope. No, I'm not saying I'm not pushing you to say that. <laughs> just move on. Yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ultimately this episode, I think, is speaking to those of you who might be listening and you're there. You feel stuck. I want to take some pressure off your shoulders by telling you you're not. Even if you're in a marriage, you're not stuck. <laughs> okay. There are answers. There are solutions. It's hard. Uphill battle. It's a fight, but it's one that you don't have to do alone. Mm-hmm. It's one that you have resources for. Okay. Um, the only way you're stuck is if you allow yourself to be stuck. If you look at these situations and these circumstances and you just say, you know what, this is my life. This if you accept is, that yeah. as your reality, yeah, you're stuck. But that is a choice you're making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a story you're telling yourself and one that you're believing. And if that is your reality, then you are stuck. <laughs> but you can also change your reality. But I want to be clear that that is your choice, mm-hmm. right? Number one, if you are in a marriage you can fix it. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, there is a solution. It might be a difficult one, but there is one. The one time, the one percent, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes there's not. I only had emotions when you said that because I, d- I do believe that um, we as people sometimes lean on our own brokenness our own experiences our our own I don't know like traditions almost to choose the person that we ultimately end up with I do not believe that every married couple was meant to be married I do think that sometimes we take it in our own hands and think this is the person I want to be with. So this is who I want to be with. We're we're hard headed in that aspect and we jump into a situation not fully understanding what um, what the ramifications of that can be. And when you're in that situation, the the only solution sometimes is to break. I don't think that's an easy um decision to come to and I do think it you only can arrive there after working hard to save it but not every situation can be saved so that's I think where I had that reaction to because I believe that um no matter how hard I worked in my situation um 
there was no saving it because ultimately it wasn't the person that I was meant to spend the rest of my life with. And I was trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. And I don't know, and this is just my own personal opinion. So again, y'all can fire back. You can fire back because I see your eyes rolling in the back of your head. <laughs> I'm listening to you. Um, I don't think that when we get, so um, what did I hear? I think it's um, Smokey Norfolk says, um, God will get you out of any situation that he put you in, but he will let you go through any situation that you got yourself in. And I think that to me in this context, it means that sometimes he will take you, he will let you go through a process so you can learn all the lessons that you needed to learn. Ultimately, the end situation may not be that you're with that person. But now because of this situation, you have all the tools that you needed to now choose the right partner and go into a healthy relationship. For me, I believe that that's what that season of my life was. In my hard-headedness, I chose the person that in my brokenness fit me. But as healing and things changed in my life, I realized that this wasn't the person that I was supposed to be with. But I was committed to staying. But ultimately, that situation still broke because the mutual try wasn't there. What do you have to say? I was letting you spit. No, you're fine. Tell me what you think. I'm a little... And I go out on this ledge a lot and I feel like this and I don't voice it a lot because I understand it's like telling people Santa Claus isn't real or being that one person <laughs> in the room that's like a Debbie Downer. I do not believe, uh, let me not even take a hard stance like that. I am questioning my belief in um, my idea of like predestination, mm. the idea of the one, the yeah. person you're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Um because life doesn't go like that. And in a world where we have free will, I think there's a lot of places where we can land in a lot yeah. of different places in my context of faith, right? That mm-hmm. God can make it work, right? So granted, it might not have been your God, like God's will for you to make it. Maybe that was somebody who God was like, I didn't put this together. Like, yeah, this is your own thing. I don't think everything that we put together that it's still his will that we end it. Like in that case, like we might, God might not have put it together, but I think God sometimes be like, well, you're in it now. I told you not to, but here you are. I'm with you. Let's make it work. Cause covenant and vows are deep. These, this is what you chose to do. Now 100%. we're here and I'm with you. Right. I'm not at all saying that you should never get divorced. Clearly, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're sitting here with two people who are divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that, but the concept of the one and this is not who you're supposed to be with, and I got some different for you. I just I don't know because then it's like, okay, if this wasn't the one, do I have the wrong children? Did or was it your will for me to get with this person and then break your covenant? And then, like, I'm sure that was not your plan for my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> these are decisions I made doing my thing and every step of the way you're like okay I got you I got I'm always going as long mm-hmm. as you're with me mm-hmm. I'm gonna bless you where you're at mm-hmm. but this one concept would mean okay uh, well I don't know how we're getting into that I, I wasn't indicating that the, you said something to the effect of like ultimately I said this it, wasn't it, the person, it wasn't I, was the person that I was supposed to be with I do believe that but that doesn't mean that there is like 
I wasn't indicating that there was the one that I needed to go out and find. I'm just okay. saying that this wasn't the situation that I was meant to be in for the rest of my life. Because obviously, if it was, I wouldn't be Well, that's be in why it. I'm wrestling it. What is the situation? This? Is this the situation you're meant to be in? I do believe that, yes. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. If I am just not the per- like, So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many options for you. It's my belief. Uh-huh. Like, there... This is what I feel like. <laughs> I think that this is something that God can bless ultimately. Yes. I don't think it's like predestined, like, oh. like something bigger than us. Like, so all the times you told me that I was made just for you and all these things, I was just gay. No, mm. <laughs> listen, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is the qualities you possess are things that I know benefit me. And I know that God is in it. Not in that. If this doesn't work, then we're just doomed. I think okay. that I think okay, I wasn't I'll, saying that, but okay. Yeah, you know, all I'm saying is that ultimately, like, I know God's in this. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I think we've done a ton of work to make sure that He is involved in a, every mm-hmm. aspect of this relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm going on a tangent about things that are taking us away from the main the topic. Ultimate, yes. The ultimate point I'm trying to make is is that if you're, in my opinion, if you're in it, and they're still fighting you fight even if you say you know what yeah 100 percent. this this i was young god ain't tell me to get married this is something i decided for myself if you're there fight to make it work I, because i that, don't disagree with that at all yeah because i think i don't I, disagree with that at all yeah i know you don't but i think there's a lot of people who listen and a lot of people in life who get tripped up on this idea of the one Right. Mm-hmm. And there's people who be in full blown marriages, unhappy. And then somebody comes along showing them all these wonderful qualities and say, man, this is the person I was supposed to be with. I can tell by the way I feel this is God because of how they make me feel. This concept of the one mm-hmm. I'm with. the, And I know God wasn't in it. I was young. You know, I got made for the wrong reasons. And here goes this person who's checking off all these boxes. And we get in our heads that this is where I'm supposed to be at. No, you're yeah. in a relationship. You're in a marriage. You should fight to make that work. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. And I agree with that 100%. I think that in the situation that I was referring to is, so God, I don't think, no. My relationship. <laughs> what was that? My relationship was not strongly based on faith. Yeah. Right? We didn't get I'm going to be honest. We didn't get married because it was like something that we felt God told us to do. Right. We got married because we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when things started to fall apart was kind of right around the the same time that I was finding my faith and building my relationship with God. And people who I am in church with will tell you I was very vocal. Why is God not saving my marriage? Yeah. If if God is so good and he ordains marriage and all of these things, why is my marriage still falling apart? Till the day I found out I was divorced, I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Where is God at in this situation? Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, is that God will allow some things to fall apart so that better things can come together. For sure. And I believe that just because... I got to like, I I was expecting God to answer my prayer by saving my marriage. Yeah. 
I don't think he did that. I do think he still answered my prayers. He did. But he allowed that situation to fall apart so that I could gain the healing, the deliverance, and everything else that I have gained outside of that. Oh, for sure. So I know that necessarily our religion will tell you that God hates divorce and these things like that. But I do believe that he was with me through my divorce, carried me through that situation. And no matter how bad I worked towards it, I was working against his will and he's not ever going to do anything that's outside of his will. I think we're coming from two different contexts. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, Mm -hmm. but you're coming from someone who didn't choose divorce versus me coming from someone who chose it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you didn't have no choice in the matter Mm because you were working on being your best self. Mm -hmm. You were seeking God Mm -hmm. and saying, God, make this work. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm throwing myself at the altar. (laughs) God show up for me. Yes. And he did. He did. In a way that you didn't expect. I did not expect. That's not my context. Mm-hmm. My context was, this is everything outside of what I know or have been taught that God is. Mm-hmm. So for me to do this, I have to abandon my belief system. So my marriage ending was absent of God. I abandoned it. Mm-hmm. You didn't I, do the word. Like you, you I saying? prayed for forgiveness. Yeah. I said, God, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- I pray you release me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> forgive me, but I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in this relationship cheating, being committing um, um, adultery. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You were saying you, you wanted to avoid doing that. Yeah, I okay. don't want to mm-hmm. do those mm-hmm. things. But if I stay here. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I'm sorry. I know maybe I was wrong. Maybe I wasn't called to preach. Maybe, you know, maybe he just wants me to bring joy. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I just misinterpreted that. Maybe I'm called to the wrong thing. So it's opposite of what I know God to be. So that's so that's the context I'm speaking to. Mm-hmm. I know your situation. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to those people who are in situations and they've a They've abandoned a faith base. Mm -hmm. God's not in the midst. Mm -hmm. And they're choosing. I can say without a doubt, I chose chose divorce. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say that there was no fix. I don't know that. I got to a point where I got tired of fighting. Mm -hmm. I got tired of trying. I got tired of praying. Mm -hmm. And I left. Mm -hmm. That's honest. That's honest. Mm -hmm. If you're in that situation, coming from someone who's walked down that path, I'm just speaking to that person, Mm -hmm. right? The person who's thinking of choosing that, last resort, Mm -hmm. last resort. I can say I was at my last resort. Mm -hmm. I had nothing left to give. You know what I'm saying? So that's the context I'm coming from. I I didn't want you to, when you were saying it was making me feel things, I don't want you to think that that was like in response to uh, like, minimize your perspective yeah they're just different it just felt like you were trying to say that i was wrong no i mean if i if that was the case i definitely articulated that wrong i'm I'm trying to speak from a different context yeah 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 um so let's let's wrap it up let's sum up i don't want to wrap it up that we talk baby i don't want to wrap it up 
they be wanting us to keep going. I know. We can continue more on the lives. I think this is a great discussion, and I'd like to hear um, some feedback from the people on where they are. But So we talked about, one, um, just recognizing that it's time for a breakup, right? What are some things that both of that we've experienced when it's time for a breakup um, and some advice that we we give? So I think if if I'm regurgitating what we talked about, um, for me, one of my key takeaways was that break breaking up is not a bad thing. Go ahead. Can I give one before you get to that yes, point? Yes. When there's an issue. Clearly, plainly communicate it and mm-hmm. work towards that end. If you're the only person working, it's not going to work. If you actively are trying to fix a problem and it's not working, then we end up in this space. Mm-hmm. But first, before you even get to that decision base, it's the communication of an issue. 100%. And we have to get comfortable communicating issues without worrying about the arguing, without worrying about the difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. That was my context. That was my yeah. problem. I, I was so scared of that space. I don't want to hurt you. I don't hurt your feelings. I'm, I'm a good guy. So I'm just not going to bring it up. <laughs> and I think there are so many people who are in relationships where they just don't even feel that they have someone that they can come to oh, yeah. with that. Yeah. To me, that's a, that's a problem. So before you address the other problems, you need to address why you feel like you can't go to your partner who you are committed to, whether it's just long term dating or whatever you're doing. If you feel like you can't talk to that person, that is a problem because nine times out of 10, most um, situations, most issues can be solved with just talking through it. I hate when we argue. I do, too. It's the worst. But what I'm learning is, (laughs) is that. When our in- intentions in that are in the right place, we're learning how to Never make it a conversation mm-hmm. and not an argument. Yeah. I think we came in with old muscle reflexes oh. and muscle memory mm-hmm. that triggers certain responses, right? Mm-hmm. So I know you, when you come into something like, oh, we finna argue, it's with a certain demeanor. Yeah. I got my I got my fighting gloves on. <laughs> and I think you learn like- I put a little bass in my voice, a little <laughs> swivel in my neck. I what? remember I was like, yo- What you wait, said? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, baby, baby, baby. I, I'm not trying to argue with you. What are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> not? What are we doing here? Like, but um, those- uncomfortable situations in the long run Mm -hmm. have given us so much like knowledge and wisdom on how to navigate these issues. I'm fully confident that when stuff comes up, I know we can talk it through. Yeah. I'm not under any disillusion that it's going to be easy, that there won't be any emotion, maybe some anger, but I'm confident in that we both want the same thing. We want to be happy together and we don't want to hurt one another. So whatever we approach, that's the end goal. That's the foundation. And as long as we can find our way there, I'm, I'm like, I'm confident we'll always end there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was it. That was number oh, one. Okay. Number one, talk <laughs> through issues, address issues. And then once you do that, if you can't come to some resolve and you've evaluated that this relationship does not serve me or I don't see it serving me in the long term, now. It's okay to break up. It is okay. You're going to be all right. You don't. <laughs> loving someone doesn't mean you owe them anything. 
especially when it's to the detriment of your own wants, needs, and desires. There are always situations where compromise can be reached. But if you are neglecting something that you know you need for the sake of someone else, I can guarantee you that there's going to be a time where that need surpasses your want or desire to please them, and you're not going to know how to handle it. That part. That part. Like, there are so many scenarios where people are just choosing to be unhappy because you're in relationships that don't serve you. As as a matter of fact, not only do they not serve you, they deplete you. Mm -hmm. Your battery is being drained on a daily. And in that context, that goes into friendships, business partnerships. That's outside of just, that's just dealing with people. Relationships are a give and take. They you they should serve one another. One day you might fill my bucket, next day I might fill you, or some days we doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's a give and take. If you are the only person in the relationship and you feel like if you feel like you're the only person in the relationship and you're constantly working and trying to adjust and 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 to compromise and sacrifice and you feel alone. You can't sustain that long term. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't care what pretty diamond you put on it. I don't care what that dress looks like. I don't care what the tuxedo looks like. I don't care how many fake friends and family come sit and smile in your face and eat cake and cheer you on. At the end of the day, if the relationship isn't serving you and you don't have the ability to address it and work through it, it is not going to work. It won't work. And it's better to end it before you get deeper more attached, bring children in it, mm-hmm. than to just stay in it. You deserve better than that. Who you choose and what you allow is a reflection on what you feel about yourself. 100%. We talk about all the time, right? Like, I remember, um, I can't remember what we were talking about, but you were like, I remember I used to have this thought like, I got three kids, so, you know. I might as well just take whoever going to take us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's something that you believed about yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, what you allowed in that, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what if, you know, what you might bring in? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, once again, and this is why it's so important for you to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And to know what you need before you start trying to pick somebody to spend your life with. Yes. Yes. The more you know you, the more you love you. And the more you love you, the more you'll find someone who loves you the same. Self-discovery inside of a relationship is very difficult. Whole episode. We can, that's a whole it's bag done. It's so unpack. difficult. Because not only now are you worrying about satisfying your own needs, wants, and desires, you're trying to manage someone else's. And, and when you're in a relationship, that person's wants, needs, and emotions funnel into yours. And it's sometimes hard to separate. You have to know fully who you are. Yeah. Before you jump into a relationship and that person and show that person immediately so that they can evaluate for themselves. If if you're the person, if you have the qualifications, if you have the skills to love them in the way that they need to be loved, you should look for whole people that part. and you should be a whole person. That part, a whole person, <laughs> that whole, you complete me. It sounds no. real cute. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> you need to be complete before you get here. Okay. I can't complete you. 
Okay, that part. It needs to be just like that. Um, that ready-made pancake. We just add water. Like I'm already a pancake. I just need your water. Just give me a little water. That's That's all I need is a little water. Water and heat. We yes. good to go. That part. I think this was really valuable. The goal, the intent of this episode is for people not to feel stuck. Please don't feel in stuck. relationships. You're never stuck. I don't care. What Where you're at, is. you're not stuck. There are options. That's if it. If you don't know what the options are, hit us up in our Gmail. What, what? they never told us, pod. What they never told us, pod at gmail.com. We got a bunch of dope friends who are like black professional therapists. Like, <laughs> come on. That part. People say that that's an anomaly. It's not. We know two. We know Male two and female. Come on. <laughs> Whatever you need. We will hook you up with all the resources we can. We will pray for you. We will advise you in the best way that we can, knowing that we are not experts. We are just two st- people who made really stupid mistakes and learn from them. That part. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming. From, everything you hear here is trial by fire. Okay. Everything. Like, <laughs> and if we get it wrong, we'll admit that. We'll admit that. Talk to us. Again, we are just speaking from experience and we want people to avoid some of the mistakes that we made. So that part, if you, if anything in this episode resonated with you and you're like, man, I just don't know where to go from here, hit us up. We like to talk to people. I mean, he likes to talk to people, but I talk to people when I have to. Um, and I love helping people. So that part, <laughs> whatever I can do, I will do. You have my commitment. That part. As always, thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you guys for being here with us. You guys are so dope. We love y'all like y'all have no idea. Um, So if this is a trusted source of information for you guys, if you guys like rocking with us, please. (laughs) That's not real thirsty. Please. (laughs) Nah, um, this is a business. We're not monetizing yet. Um, We just want to make this as available to people as possible, which is why we didn't go straight to Patreon, which is why we didn't go straight to um, other things. You know what I mean? Um, so the cash app is in the link. If you want to just support this channel, all, whatever you can do is appreciated. We appreciate y'all. We love you. And support is not only monetary. You can support us by sharing. You can support yeah. by sending a link. You can support by subscribing to our YouTube Apple channel. Apple Podcasts, write a review. Liking, writing a review, just talking about us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that all of that. Um, that's all support. We are not looking for y'all to fund us. Just so y'all know. <laughs> like, but if the spirit moves and you want to drop a few coins in the cash app, it is what they never told us podcast. Dollar, dollar sign, what they never told us. That part, <laughs> link down there. As always, we love, love love. And y'all should love love too. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.